bullshitting yet again. Coming on here on two platforms. You got YouTube and Instagram right here. Going live so I can answer questions and uh, record it for you guys as well. So it's me looking back and forth between two screens. That's because I have Instagram right here and YouTube over here. So <clears throat> we're into it. Uh, how this works, I just kind of start talking about uh, the week, uh, how training's been going, things coming up, uh, things of that nature. And then at any point I see questions, I answer those questions as fast as I can. So uh, let's see, this week was kind of ordinary. Um, we're still training for the Erie, Pennsylvania competition coming up July 16th, uh, IPA, one of the best federations out there. Um, training for that, going for a big number. So uh, I, don't, I don't usually talk numbers uh, online or publicly. I like to keep that kind of under the wraps. It takes pressure away from me. So I'm just gonna make a small adjustment here. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I forgot to scooch it to the side. There we go. Anyhow, so uh, I'm also here. I'm just off screen tonight. Yeah, she's so gonna hello. she's gonna help me with uh, questions. So uh, I went into bench this weekend. We had a situation where we just had a few less people than we normally do. So I was like, well, how can I challenge myself with weight that's manageable for say like the people that we have? So I went ahead and did a rep out. Now I have rep PRs with several different weights. Hey, what's up, Matt? Good to see you on here. Um, I have rep PRs with seven, eight, nine, and a thousand pounds. So, and I use the same piece, the same tool for each time I, I do it. That way, the tool, arguably every single time, the human body is quite remarkable because every time I use a tool that's something that's man-made, um, every time I use it, it gets worse. It gets weaker, car engines. Think of anything man-made. Over time, it gets worse. So, mechanically speaking... Why did my brain go right to ice cream scoop? I don't know why. Well... But immediately, I was like, do those get worse over time? Yeah, they melt and go... Poof. The ice cream scoops? Yeah. Like the scoop that you... Sure, I don't anyway, know. It'll rust, it'll whatever. The, harder, the harder you push the human body, the better it gets. You can't do that with a car engine. The harder you push it, the worse it's going to get over time. Friction, heat whatever, corrosion, buildup. So um, every time I use a piece, a supercharged RAM, a Pharrell F8 Widowmaker, whatever, over time, each use, it gets slightly less better than it was before. Um, so it's cool to see these rep PRs go up. So I, every, yeah, metal fatigues, exactly. So um, every three to four months, this, this wait has been a little bit longer, it's more like six or seven months, I just haven't been training this way. Um, so I went ahead, um, I just choose a weight. Let's see, the, after three or four months of training, let's just pick 900 pounds and try to see how many reps I can do with it. Let's pick 700 pounds, 800 pounds. And as long as that number for my previous PR goes up or I can match it. If it goes down, I got a problem. If I can match it or if it goes up, things are going well. Um, so uh, this uh, at 700 pounds, my rep PR is 17. My previous 800 pound PR was 11, I think, or 12. I think it was 11. How long ago was that? 700? No, like your 800. Before. That was in November at Laura Phelps Sweatshop. Well, the, the old Laura Phelps Sweatshop. Further north of the border. Okay. We so went. that's when you started training in your Unlimited shirts. 
Yes. So this is gains that you've gotten. Correct. During your like period with unlimited shirts. Yes. That's interesting. Because mm -hmm. we were wondering if it was going to have any like carryover because it's so much easier than oh, yeah. poly. Yeah. But apparently it does. And uh, yeah, so and uh, with my hundred pounds, my PR is. I think it's five. And I've done a thousand for three. Originally, I did all these rep PRs with the supercharged RAM. Mm -hmm. And then, ironically, I switched over to the Widowmakers, and every single rep PR went up, at least a rep or two, which is cool. So the double loop, double loop Widowmaker is definitely stronger than the supercharged RAM. Anyhow, um, so I went ahead and picked a weight. So I was like, well, how can I challenge myself with, like, we don't have a lot of spotters. It's just one of those days where that, that was the case. I have another question. Your 900 and your 1,000, were those floor presses or were those, so those on are, the those bench? Are, those are benches. Just on the bench. Okay. Because then you have other records in the tool on the floor. Correct. Okay. Not rep PRs. Just just like, you know, like, I just, just like five, my 5x5 five five PR, my triple, my double, yeah. my single. I just didn't know if you were counting like the floor no. presses and these, like the amount of times you've repped in that tool regardless of where. Well, also, I mean, anytime I use it, no matter if it's on the floor or on a bench, it wears out. Yeah. So so it's cool when you have a rep PR come up because that means the tool hasn't gotten any stronger. It's been sitting there collecting dust or getting used and abused. You are getting better. You are getting stronger. That's a cool test. So I took 800 pounds. We did 700 pounds in the warm-up. And it was like a toy. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. We'll go to eight. That's manageable. We can... With who we have, mm -hmm. um, that's manageable weight. We can do that. And ended up getting 800 pounds for 20 reps. With my previous 700-pound weight being 17. So I was kind of confused when I did that. I was like, how the fuck did I do that? And back in November... <laughs> you got stronger, bud. That's like I know, but I also gained weight. I'm heavier than oh, I was in November. that's true. That's true. I'm about 30, 20 pounds heavier than I was in November. So also, did you plan to do 20? No. I plan to do 15. You just started going and I, didn't I, stop. I, I said if I feel good, if everything's going correctly, I'm going to hit 15. That's the that's the pinnacle. I'll be like, I'll be so happy with 15. Hmm. did it for 20. Wow. So pretty happy with that. Um, 20 reps. So I have no fucking clue what 700 is going to be. Um... <laughs> I, I don't know what I don't know what the fuck I don't know what happened but it was cool so I uh, did that in place of going super fucking heavy and then did I made up for the lack of benching with a metric shitload of uh, accessories so we got here Timmer Timmer's on here you ever get palm pain from holding heavy benches all the time ooh absolutely yeah I've got mmm I get I get lots of pain in my palms Sometimes what limits me from going on is actually the pain in my skin uh, on my palms. I'm just getting pulverized. It's not bone pain. It's literally just like you got the addition of the wrap. It's like squeezing all this together. And you're trying to put a bar on top of that. It just, mm. oh, it just fucking hurts bad. And then if it starts to roll and like pinch weird. Yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking shit. Let's see here. Someone called me the Natty King. I'm flattered. Thank you very much. Okay, we're at the bottom. So I caught up. So uh, anyhow, so that, that was Saturday. Saturday was a, I have a absolute success. Very, very happy with that. Um, so moving on, 
what we have to do, you know, when I have these meets in close succession, you know, like we have the, uh, my meet in February, which is where I benched 12 and 13 for the first time. A month later, I was in Florida for the WPO bench bash. A month and a half later or so, I was down in Texas for the baddest bencher. The problem with that is that between those competitions, there's not enough time to build anything. You know, you're, you're just basically going to the gym to kind of maintain what you have. You're not, you can't build a lot of strength in a month. You can't build a lot of strength in like three to four weeks. You need two, three, four month periods to build more strength over time and adaptation. So it's hard to go to all these meets. I wasn't planning on doing the July meet. I really wasn't. And then I just got talked into it and it'd be a fun time. It's another chance to compete and yada, yada, yada. And this gets close and Erie's pretty cool right on the lake there. So that's why we're doing it. <laughs> Timmer says, are your rep PRs based off your 1320 or your X amount times body weight, if that makes sense? It's It's got rep PRs based off your 1320. So no. it's not like he's asking, like, do you do percentages based on that one rep no. max that you have? No, 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 no. Uh, I just do, I just have that in my head as I want to do reps with 700, 800, 900, and 1,000. I was doing this even when I, when I was benching single ply at the time mm -hmm. and my max was 1120. So the, the exact same uh, setup. It's just I had a different tool at the time. I was a little bit lighter in body weight. So it's got nothing to do with uh, percentages off my 1320 or, yeah, no, no percentages at all. I don't do percentages ever. You're just treating each one as like an individual record that you're beating yes. that record. It's, a, it's more or less, it's a test. It's, it's a tester for me. So, and, I, and here's the thing, I, I don't train to do those types of sets. I don't train to do sets of 20. So the first time I benched 405 for 20 raw, it took me like, I, I failed that like probably a dozen times. It was just so hard when I finally got it. And I've done it three times total. I've done 405 for 20 raw, I think three separate times, once at the Arnold and twice in the gym. And uh, so once I did it, I was like, oh, now I got it. And I don't know. It's just one of those weird things like, I failed my thousand pound bench and four or five different meets over 12 months. And when I finally got it, I just started doing it left and right. So just one of those things. Maybe it was mental, who knows. Um, but I trained for a one rep max. So it's hard for me to, you know, you know pull out a, a, a rep set of 20, 30 or whatever the fuck it is. But um, like I said, it's a tester. So it's a tester for me. Like I said, if I can go into the gym, say, four months ago and I did, let's just say I've already done seven, eight, nine, and a thousand, and I already have my record set. So that was four months ago, and I decided to do 700. And let's say I did 20 reps with seven. If I came into the gym this Saturday and did 700 for 19 reps, something's off. Something's not right. I've not moved forward. Every time I go for a rep PR with one of those weights, it always goes up. Or at least at... Sometimes I'll just match it, but oftentimes it goes up, which tells me I'm getting stronger, uh, I'm hydrated, I'm, my nutrition is good, my training is getting, my training's going well. If things are going down, there's something I gotta change. Let's see, hybrid six. I try, uh, scrolled, okay. I tried the small range of motion cable extensions you suggested last stream 
and they lit up my triceps. Okay, well, good deal. So what he's referring to, you have your cable system and you have the pulley that you can move up and down the track, right? And uh, welcome, Timber. And what I do is I take a single, uh, single hand loop, like a, a, a single arm attachment. It's just one hand. And I put it on there and I put it, you can't really see, but I try to set it up to where you have like full range where I could extend from this position or I lower it to where my starting position is lower or even like, you know, halfway, this is full, this is half, you know, quarter, you know, whatever. And I have different, um, different starting points. I limit the range of motion as much as I can sometimes. And uh, just working a specific part of the lockout of the triceps. Um, that's what he's referring to. I'm a really big fan. Paul's on here. What's up? How we doing, Paul? Loffer? Uh, I'm a really big fan of fucking single arm tricep movements. Uh, single arm arm movements, period. Such as dumbbell press, uh, bicep curls, uh, what else? Tricep extensions. I don't like, I, I probably from this point forward, I can never see myself ever doing two things. Uh, they both involve a barbell. Barbell curls and tricep extensions. I will probably never do those again for the rest of my fucking life. Because of how they hurt your elbow? Because you're fixating your joints into an unnatural position on a barbell and putting weight on top of it. Do you think you could do something like that with like the football bar to where you're well, that's, like this? That's fine because now you're you have a neutral grip now. It's just is that a completely different move? No, it's the same move. Oh. It's just for different hand positions target the muscles in a different way. So this is different than this is different than this. Oh. So a lot of people like doing barbell extensions or barbell curls. They both are horrific for your joints. So I will never ever do a straight bar tricep move like extension or a bicep curl ever again in my entire life <laughs> eric nemitz i gotta pull this just a little bit closer make sure it's out of frame cool all right so you can read yeah <clears throat> you got old man eyes uh yeah <laughs> okay uh let's see here eric nemitz you are by far the best bencher in history we're already equipped well, i'm flattered I, i'm just an equipped bencher though thank you what are you doing right now that we have never seen before. I, I put all my information out there. Uh, Especially on Patreon. Patreon, I, I put, if you really wanna know what I'm doing, like A to B, like, or two letters, A to Z, yeah. <laughs> the whole alphabet. Every workout. Um, every workout, every rep of every set of every movement I do per week, it's all on Patreon. So yeah. if you're interested in that, that's where it is. And if you don't see every single set, he explains it, because I record and sometimes we're doing a set at the same time. Yeah, I mean, if it's oh, I we or if we, it's like curls or something weird, like yeah, oh, hell, weird, hey, I, I did five total sets, but Katie was over here, so we only got three recorded. I, yeah. I explained that, but all my training's on Patreon, so there's nothing proprietary. I, I come on here, I ask questions, I put all my information on Patreon, I put some stuff on social media, sometimes on YouTube, um, but everything I do is available. He's also writing programs. We're working on updating um, the coldstrong.com website um, and trying to like streamline everything there. This week he wrote the single ply training guide, which was everything that got to 1120. Um, that will go up 
sometime this week. It's almost done. Yeah. Um, so you guys can buy that and see literally every single workout, what he did, what reps, what sets that got him to 1120. It talks a little bit about like the history of bench, single ply training, um, just stuff like that. And then we'll have one. We have one for the multiply. It's already up there. Yep. The 950. And then the single ply. And then the next one is going to be the unlimited 1320. program. The K950, the K1120, and the K1320 will all be on the Copestrong website eventually. The 1120 is going up this week. Uh, those are just, it's literally a step-by-step. -step, like what I did week one, week two, three, four, five, six, all the way to ten on exactly the training I did. I wrote it all down or, or it was all up here. Exactly what I did to bench 1120 single ply. What I did 10 years ago to bench 950 multiply. I did the accessories from workout one today because I had it, I could pull it up on my phone. Did it suck? It kicked my <laughs> ass. Like I was like, gee, my triceps, I don't know if I've ever, like they were tired after the first one. And then I was like, there's no way I can do the second one. And then I did the second one. I was like, okay, my arms are literal bags of jelly. I cannot do this. And you were like, do it anyway. And I did it. And like right now, even just to like sit here and type, mm -hmm. my triceps are barking. But I also got a hell of a PR today. So you yeah. know what you're talking about. Hey, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, also yeah. on YouTube, someone said, respect from Turkey. All the oh, best, champ. Turkey. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> Well, good to have you on here. Hope, hope they speak English and Turkey. Well, they typed in okay. English, so good. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Good, cool. <laughs> Timmer says, "Do biceps help stabilize your arms when benching?" So I'll answer that part first. Kind of, yes. They 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 have. Oh, he says he can. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good to hear. Um, yeah, they, they kind of do. They're. I will always quote Ed Cohen when he said, biceps are like ornaments on a Christmas tree. They look good. Um, but I do argue that the, well, let's read the rest. I see some people's biceps shaking on the way down when benching. I don't know if it was because your biceps stabilize when you're benching. Uh, they definitely have their place. I'm not going to say they're like, that's the key. Now the arms are the key to the bench, but it's all, it's mostly the other sides, the triceps here. So, um, Biceps have their place because A, the biceps run up into the shoulder. So it's a good way to keep your shoulders healthy by working your biceps. Uh, they are a stabilizer muscle. And on top of that, I just want bigger arms, man. So working biceps. So, but they're not, I wouldn't say the first thing you need to do is start training biceps to increase your bench. I would say form, upper back, triceps, you know, stuff like that. Weird, because it seems like you're just saying torture, torture, do it anyway, torture. When I go to bench. <laughs> Quit complaining about it's so it. Hard. Well, Jesus, don't tell me you wanna I know compete at the pro am and stuff and not wanna train for it. I know. Can't I just wanna to be me. strong with no work. Well write me a program that does that, bud. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Cody Plum, what's up? Did my unilateral grenade press downs yesterday. Good. I am glad. Raw physical strength is on here. What's up? Yeah, uh upper back. Uh, I mean upper back as in Every single muscle top to bottom, from erectors to the top of the traps to the outside lats. Everything in between, the whole back needs to be strong. So I'm not going to give credits like deadlifts and stuff. I've been doing them uh, for the sake of building deadlift, but also building a stronger and stronger back. I don't even have 
a strong enough back. I'll just admit that. I don't think anybody does when it comes to benching as much weight as possible. Plus, all that work is going to help the squat and deadlift adversely. So, no, rhomboids, traps, terrace major, lats, erectors, chimpanzees, what, what, what a knees, anything <laughs> else between your entire upper back has to be brutally fucking strong. Um, comment from YouTube 183 Bench Power says, You inspired me to give Multiply a try after 25 plus years single ply. Looking forward to seeing what you do in the future. Okay, very cool. Glad I could inspire. Oh, that's that's great. And if somebody can gain something from what I talk about and learn from it and get better, I you can't you can't buy that kind of shit. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. While we have a pause, real quick, if you guys have any YouTube videos that you would like to see, or like videos you would like to see him make for YouTube, let us know because people are always like, oh. We want to see more, but then we feel like he just puts so much out, we don't know what to put out. Mm -hmm. But if there's specifically things you guys would like to see, type it in here. Or DM me. Or DM him. That's probably easier, actually. Cold strong. Um, YouTube, comment. Yep. Instagram, you can comment or DM. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, that'd be helpful so that we know that we're giving enough back. The right information that you need. Yeah. Natty... Lightweight baby, uh, how would you go about progressing from something like an F6 to a more aggressive bencher like a Katana or Super Katana? Yes, I know to practice more, but in the same sense of feeling the groove. How would you go about progressing from something? Well, I'll tell you that the F6 and the Katanas are extraordinarily similar. Uh, it's the same material, just one generation newer. So your F6 is made of NXG+. plus. And the, uh, the Super Katana is made of NXG Super Plus, third gen. So second gen versus third gen. They have the same feeling, same groove. Uh, the F6 is a thinner material. It's going to be a little bit more stretchy. Just do it. Um, I've actually gone backwards. I started with Katanas and went back to an F6. Like, I've never used one before until, like, a year ago. And I fucking loved it. You know, I gained something from both. Just try it. Um, do you still wear your F6 as tight as your Katanas? Yes. Arguably even tighter because it's a thinner material. It can be worn even tighter than a katana. Hmm. Paul says, I'm thinking about doing five sets of five using a ram with pinky on a ring off a of three board on my second bench day, starting with four or five on the first training session and go up in weight each week. Well, that's okay. Yeah, um, I think if you're going to train the upper end, I'm not a huge proprietor on max effort weights on the top end. If you're doing like three board, four board, rack lockouts, I think all of that needs to be done high volume. Uh, because you have to understand, guys, you can't just train for absolute strength. People miss that. That's one aspect out of four that I train for when it comes to benching. Absolute strength, grinding capability, muscular endurance under heavy load, work capacity. Whether those are the same things or not, I'm, my brain works in four categories. So, <clears throat> yeah, I like the 5x5 five five idea. I actually do sets of 10, 15, and 20 reps with super heavy weight off of limited range of motion. Three boards, four boards, rack lockouts. Um, so I like the 5x5 five five idea. Make sure you're doing the boards correctly. Um, don't don't press. I know it's called a board press. Damn it, I know it's called a board press, but you cannot press the weight. And equipped guys are really bad at this. I was guilty of it for years. 
you want to touch the board and just use the equipment push that's cool you can use a lot of weight but you don't go you don't have any transfer so stop calling it a board press stop start referring to it as a board extension extend with the triceps don't push like this you have to extend off the boards so as long as you're learning to extend and not push you'll see carryover if you're just doing five by fives off the boards and you're just pushing and using the ram and whatever you're not gonna get any carryover it has to be done for the triceps because everybody's like oh three board can build huge triceps well can it it can if you do it correctly so stop that's why i always like to say try to rewire the way you think and call them board extensions. I don't even have a tendon for my left long head of the bicep doesn't seem to affect my bench. Well, there you go. Okay, so that's, that's an argument that, yeah, I mean, like I said, they have their place. I'm not gonna say that's the key, that's the end all way to to uh, build a big bench, but uh, have their place. But obviously, if you have one tendon missing and you can still bench a lot like Cody does, then you're good to go. Shoulder injury remedies. Well, I'm not an MD or an RN or a physician, so I can't really uh, help you with that, except that uh, in my experience, I do a lot of the things that Donnie Thompson talks about. As, as, as much as uh, some of the hate he's gotten in the past, the man is fucking brilliant. I love him to death. He's a cool guy. Look at Donnie Thompson's uh, shoulder protocols with bands, his shoulder distraction with bands. Um, he has a lot of good information out there, so refer to Donnie Thompson. Uh, but again, I'm I'm not a I'm not a physician or anything, so I can't really talk about injuries too much. Yeah, what's up over here on YouTube? I got YouTube and Instagram, so see that <laughs> and see that. Yeah, I got two phones, two phones going at the same time. That's why I'm kind of looking back and forth. So I apologize. Thomas is on here. What's up, Thomas? I can't find the program offering any. More on your link tree. Did I miss something? Um, yes, we took it down because you are currently full for your bench programs right now. Okay. But those are also coming to the website. That's what I'm at working on currently off camera over here. Program offering any more on your link tree. Yeah. Um, so those, we're still working out details in general. Um, but he really, with all the travel and the time constraints that we've got going on, <coughs> and he just started taking custom bench clients um like doing week by week so for the custom bench program the 12 week one he's only going to do four a month okay. um and it's just not formatted yet so we're just putting it on pause for june and then as far as custom programming for clients i think you're full right now yeah the uh the the basic programs like the the program that i benched used to do 950 back in the day and the programming that I did to bench 1120 single ply mm -hmm. those two programs that are just that's what it is you can buy it and look at it or use it those will be on the site well one's already up the 1120 will be up here hopefully this week yeah. but as far as like the one-on-one -on -one stuff the I'm yeah. full I, I can't take on anybody else at this moment once we get the website updated and everything is moving we'll update you guys um, again, hopefully sooner than the end of the month, but end of the month tentatively, like beginning of July, mm -hmm. uh, we'll go from there. Yep. So that, that's, hope that explains it. Yeah. I got a YouTube over here. Yes. 
Um, so what up M8 just said what's up Jimmy and then 183 bench power you are in a class of your own and hearing that arch is not so important in these band shirts as opposed to single ply thoughts on arch and how to go from single ply training to band shirt training just get in your band shirt and just start doing it don't change a thing as far as technique I was listening to people that were saying you have to bench completely different in F8 shirt I did it. I was flaring out and not tucking oh, yeah. like an idiot with a thousand pounds. My shoulder would pop, but I'd be out for three weeks. So we almost like I, you came home that one night and your shoulders were so like swollen and inflamed. You were like, they just kept popping. Yep. And I was like, that's it. Like you're not using these shirts. So you're going to stay in poly because you want to do it for ever. Yep. And I mean, we had pretty much written them off until we talked to Rob Farrell yep. and he was like, help me help you. And it's been a great relationship oh, since, yeah. and obviously yeah, you've made them work. So. Oh, yeah. So just get in it and start using it. Don't change technique. Just bench how you bench. And a poly, do that same thing in a band shirt. And then what up M8 said, me and my friend are trying to increase our raw bench. What basic top three exercises would you recommend? Reverse grip bench, reverse grip bench, reverse grip bench. <laughs> and variations of reverse grip bench. So full range. Spoto presses where you're pausing about two to three inches off the off the chest or stomach area and pressing from there and reverse grip bench with boards. Floor press. Floor press. Anything reverse. Start benching backwards. I, I say that shit all the time. Bench backwards. And if you can't do it like all the way, then hold the bar between these two fingers like I do. And that will make your bench go up, I promise. And save your pecs and save your shoulders. And you can bench with your triceps. Can you reverse grip uh, incline? Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, you don't incline very often. No, I, 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 incline can suck my set. I, I stopped doing right. it. I stopped yeah. doing incline. Yes. Fuck incline. It doesn't do anything for bench. It looks it looks cool. That's it. But you confuse me because you're like, nah, 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 and then you make me incline bench. Well, I don't make you incline bench. I make you do incline tricep work. This is true. It's photo and yep. it, I guess. Paul over here on Instagram says, what is the key to using the triceps off the chest when using an F8 shirt? You have to learn how to engage the triceps. The thing is, equipped guys do this, raw guys do this. They get the equipment, they push and they heave ho, and then once it stops at the top, and you can't see my arms because I'm out here, <laughs> you guys can see it though. You get They get to the top, and now it's like, oh, okay, at the top of the movement, when you, when you slow down and start to, start to spread the bar apart to activate the triceps, I'm like, why wait till the end to do that? It's already too late. So you have to come down to the bottom. It's easier to work down the board to learn how to do this. It took me 16 years to learn how to do it correctly. I did it by accident, actually. Long story. Touch, you got to touch, and you have to feel the triceps engage. You have to feel them flex. Once they're flexed, they're engaged, now you can engage the triceps and have a tricep dominant press. It's very hard to learn. Uh, it took me a long time. So, and that's one of the arguments I have for not doing speed work, because speed work I think is for the fucking birds. Work on your max effort shirt work, work on your other max effort moves on the secondary day, learning to engage triceps properly by doing reps, uh, shirt, uh, band tool reps, board work, reverse grip bench, high rep stuff, rack lockouts. Um, speed work can just 
blow me for all I care. Fuck speed work. Let's see. Cody said, just so I'm clear, would you extend the same way off of a lower bore like a one or half board? Seems like two and above for sure need to be extensions. Um, so yes, I, I argue that even full range, you should learn to extend. The point is you're not trying to just tricep the weight up. I'm not saying that. Like I'm, on, I'm only going to use triceps. What I'm saying is engage them first so that when you do start to press, it's still a bench press. Boards, whole different story. The full range thing, you have to engage them first and then press so that you have a tricep dominant press. Um, not just heave hoeing and using the equipment and guys get weights all the way to the top and they're like, oh, oh shit, I can't lock it out. You're like, you have that far to go. Why can't you lock it out? Because their triceps were ready to catch that load at the top. Do it backwards. Don't press and then extend. Extend and then press. Do it backwards. Backwards bench and then do that backwards. Everything's backwards with me. Thomas, I'm asking for the future. That's why the Oh, the Cubot programming got you. Thanks, guys. Also got my supercharged RAM, large size, ordered, and spun neck straps so I don't die. Cool. Cool. Good, good, good. Got some YouTube stuff over here, too. Okay. Um, what up, M8? Just said, thank you for answering. It's crazy how much weight you can do. Mm -hmm. um, thank you. 183 bench power. Hope one day you will write a book. I'm not that smart, so I don't know if I can. Well, you could have help. It would be cool to write a book way down the line. On what? On benching? Or? On your life. On your life oh. as a bencher. Mm. You tell them all your stories about Blackstones. Mm. Edited, mm -hmm. of course. Heavily edited. <laughs> Just black line after black line after black line. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, maybe someday. And then Chris Lancaster, very inspiring, Jimmy. Would love to hear what you like for triceps using dumbbells to mix things up. Uh, I like dumbbell floor press. I like dumbbell extensions off the floor, dumbbell incline extensions. Uh, everybody does like the tape presses like this and the dumbbell rollbacks that Canelli made famous. I do kind of a mix between the two. So instead of elbows tucked or elbows flared completely out to the side, I do a hybrid where it's 45 degree angle. I lower till the dumbbells touch my shoulders by trying to put my forearms to my biceps. Then once they touch, I just engage triceps and extend. It's just, I, just, I just call them dumbbell extensions. It's just super simple. It's not a roll back. It's not a tape press where you got to, it's none of that. It's just touch your shoulders, engage triceps, extend. Super easy. Nice. Easy to do it on incline. Flat, it's kind of, the angle's a little off. Like I, I've never been able to learn how to do a JM press in my life. I, did, I started doing them on incline, got it immediately. So I like, I like slight incline, not a 45, like a slight incline, just so that, that shoulders are a little bit more elevated, not flat, so I can come down to the shoulders here and then extend from here. If, if you're flat, it's like, it's hard to, you know, but on incline, I can put it right here and extend, whereas flat, it's like, it doesn't make sense. I want that torque on the elbow a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then the 183 bench power said on training methods and all. So like, oh yeah, basically if you took all of these, like programs that you're writing mm -hmm. and just told the stories behind each one and okay. your different methods and the i mean you well, probably could between meets and people we've met and it, you know I think it and was, we're like in the infancy i don't think it would sell very well it might i'm not very popular i don't maybe think. when you're 70 and you've got 30 more how old are you <laughs> sorry 40 more hmm. years 
okay. in powerlifting. Like, yeah. then you write a book and it's cool. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Big Bear, what are your thoughts on multiply katanas? Fuck them. I hate them. Oh. I got, I got one. Please, don't hold And back. want to start using it, but it was frustrating. No shit. I'm probably doing something wrong. Any suggestions? No, you're doing nothing wrong. Multiply <laughs> katanas are just extraordinarily pain in the ass, cumbersome pieces of equipment. When I did my 950 back in 14 at the Arnold Classic with my triple ply katana, yes, I had a triple ply katana, custom made from Titan. It was the first and only successful uh, triple ply katana bench and competition in the entire world. That's how hard they are to fucking use. You're doing nothing wrong. I had a double ply katana from Kevin, from Anderson, and I couldn't get it to work. I'm like, fuck this. I said, hey, take a layer out of the chest, but leave the sleeves alone. So now I've got a single ply katana with double ply sleeves. So it's multi-ply because it's two layers here. But I have the reliability of my single ply chest, but the tricep support of two layers in the sleeves. That's kind of cool. But no, multi, you're not, <laughs> they're frustrating, they're hard to use, you're doing nothing wrong, that's normal. <coughs> Holy shit. You need a drink? No, I got it. Go-to back movements. Um, everything. Barbell rows, penlay rows, elevated penlay rows, rack pulls, deadlifts, shrugs, high shrugs, high shrugs on the calf machine, seated rows, pull-downs, unilateral pull-downs, dumbbell rows, dumbbell shrugs, farmer's walks. I could go on for days. Um actually have a list of them on your abc's thing on patreon yeah i do uh where you just spell out a word and go for it upper back good mornings um regular good morning anything uh seal rows uh, uh lever leverage row anything just uh t-bar rows meadows rows good god 45 degree back angle rows uh fuck um Croc rows. Croc rows. You haven't done those in a while. No, fuck those. Yeah. You should probably do some, bud. You should too. Uh, 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 we're talking about assisted, you right now. Assisted, assisted pull-ups. Because fuck doing bodyweight pull-ups. I like my shoulders. When I was at my unit here at Quantico, in three years, I saw six or seven torn labrums from being forced to do fucking stupid pull-ups for the Marine Corps. So no. Assisted pull-ups, yes. Regular pull-ups, eh. Yeah, you just started adding those in. Because now I can do them effectively and safely and get the benefit from the movement, but save my shoulders. Yeah. Do you feel like they've helped at all? I mean, it's only um, been like two weeks. It's been so two, we don't it's know. too early to tell. Timmer, for rack lockout, should you also extend from the triceps? Basically, for any lockout or. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, for rack lockouts. I thought you meant like rack pulls. Like, I was like, uh -huh. that's a back movement. Okay. Yeah. Rack lockouts. Should you also extend from the triceps? Basically, for any lockout or press, you turn into an extension. Yes. The key to the bench is triceps. Very closely to that is back. Um, anytime you're doing a rack lockout, you can, I mean, the chest does this. This is what the chest does. The triceps are responsible for this. A bench press. Yes. Um, I do direct chest work, but for building muscle, not for building strength. I don't want to bench with this. It's very unnatural for humans to have triceps that overpower these bigger pressing muscles. We use our shoulders in everyday life, all that thing on top of the shelf up there or whatever for work. Or... So we're very, very used to using these bigger muscles to press. But we have to make these the strongest muscle so that we rely on this to the majority of the work. And you can only do that 
by consistently working them, making them stronger. It's, it's, it's taken me a lot, 18 years to get it right, and I finally got it right. But I, I promise you, yes. So tr extend as often as you can. I will say that for sure. Cody says, with my arm length, how do I know where on the bar for a reverse grip bench, where to grab? I, I'm short. I would say if you're taller, I know you're taller than me, take maximum advantage. The rings on the bar, put those rings right here on the palm. So you, technically you're touching the ring with your hand still. Yeah, you might not be able to cover it, but you are touching the ring with your hand. Just as, you know, when you do normal grip, you're touching the ring here, and the majority of your hands outside the ring, same thing here. You're touching the ring here, majority of your hands outside the ring. So put the rings of the bar right there in that crease, right there, okay? Let's see. Paul Offer says, thanks for the advice and bench. We'll be here soon. Good, I hope you do it. Best of fortune to you. I don't believe in luck. Best of fortunes to you. RGBP book would be easy for you. <laughs> You know, I didn't start, the, you know, I, I got inspired by Anthony Clark because he's the one who started the whole reverse grip shebang. And then a friend of mine who is uh, no longer around, he's alive. He's just not <laughs> he's, with us anymore. He moved on. Yeah. Um, you always say that, though. I know. You're always like, he's no longer with us. I'm like, he's, he's still very he's much not, alive. <laughs> he's not with us anymore. I know, just, I'm speaking literally. Like when you say, oh, my girlfriend at the time, but that's still me. My, my first wife. What? No. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I got inspired by him. He told me how to, well, I've seen some people that grab it like this, and I tried it, and I've been doing it for two and a half years. So, Big Mare, would a multiply F6 be worth it to invest in, or is it equally as annoying? No, one layer of F6 is 26% thinner than one layer of Katana, a quarter. That's a, that's a big difference. So, if me... If I were ever going to get a, an actual true multi, like double, double, like all, everything double ply, it'd be an F6. I would not ever do a multi-ply katana ever again. So F6, yes, that would be okay. Make sure it's sized correctly. You should definitely come out to Arizona October 1st. Your presence will increase everyone's strength by at least 175 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, not Arizona. moving on October 1st. Right. We'll be, yeah. September, October is a little strange. Now, I do know October 15th, tentatively, we're going to be in Oklahoma. I'm not sure what part of Oklahoma for a seminar. Uh, Derek Spencer wants to fly us out there for a seminar. So if you're near that area, I don't know what it is yet. We will be out west, uh, maybe the middle part of October. What do we got here? Alexander Ramond, what's up? We'll be with him end of this month. Alex, yeah, yeah. I, I read the question in my head. I'm like, no, we won't. Yeah, yeah Alex, we'll be seeing Alex in uh, near Boston uh, for a seminar here the 25th. Hanson. Hanson, mm -hmm. Hanson Massachusetts mm -hmm. for a seminar. Can't wait to see you. Uh, Rob Kearney just wrote a book. He said it was a kid's book. Yeah, it's called uh, Strong, I think. Oh, okay. And he's on the cover of it. It's him and some other guy wrote it together. Oh. But it's him with his purple mohawk mm -hmm. on the front of the cover. Sweet. It's very cute. I've seen, he read a couple pages on a live or something and I listened. It was very cute. Something, something crispy. I don't believe you. Oh, okay. Let's About see. About what? No clue. <laughs> you ever deadlift? I just deadlifted today. No shit. 
haven't deadlifted in three weeks. Um, this is raw conventional. I'm not, I don't suit or anything like that, but I pulled six plates for two sets of five, which is good for me. So, um, yeah, I, I do deadlift. I, I enjoy deadlifting. Now that I'm getting better at it, uh, I, I enjoy it. How many days a week do you bench? Twice, two weeks. Shirted and not shirted. <laughs> two, two days a week. Uh, not shirted day just means I am not in a bench shirt, but I'm also, I'm most of the time have a, a band tool of sorts on. That's not always raw. That's why I don't call it a raw and shirted. It's a not shirted and shirted. Crispy again. Any tips on getting into lifting? Well, I don't know. Uh, you just said you don't believe me. So I don't know. Yeah. So what's the point? I don't know. Ask somebody else. <laughs> you don't believe me. You just said. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do for you. Anyhow, yeah, we've got exactly five weeks to train for Erie, so shit's going to get pretty real. Um, people ask oftentimes, you know, what do you do the week of a meet? Nothing changes. I always say if you did like, you know, one meet a year and you trained the exact same way the entire fucking year and you were getting strong and, and, get, and getting, you know, whatever, and then the week of the meet you took it off. And you were like doing light stuff and you were taking it easy. That's going to throw you off so fucking bad. So nothing changes. Nothing changes at all. Let's see. Thomas, how did me and Kate meet? Well, shit. That's a, that's going Through back. A, huh? A friend blind date kind of thing? I was, yeah, it was just, I, I was working with a friend. Or, uh, not, she wasn't my friend, but I was working with her. And she said, <laughs> she hey. She was my friend. I have a friend who wants to date you or wants to go out with you no or... is that what she said to you yeah oh that's wild you you tell your story so, and she mine. just like i was like um i'm available so yeah sure i, I don't know I'll, sure i'll do that and she we just gave me her number and uh started we talked for like a week yeah, maybe? maybe i would say more like two two weeks or so three weeks it wasn't it was not three weeks at all well we were texting Eventually went on a date. I met her uh, in a couple towns uh, next 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 to us, and then uh, went to see a movie. It was called Repo Men. It was a fucking stupid movie. It was movie. the worst. It was so and we dumb. were so uncomfortable the whole time. And then then I then we took her home uh, the day after and started seeing her again. It was just yeah, super simple. So my version of that, she this friend had messaged me and was like, oh, like we were talking back and forth and. She was like, let's go on a double date. I'll set you up with this guy that I work with. And I was like, no, you can just go on a date. It was like with my neighbor or whatever. And she was like, no, no, please, please, please. So I was like, yeah, sure. So I texted you a little bit. We weren't like talking nonstop, but it was like, oh, yeah, let's meet. We were supposed to go on this double date thing. Never met you before. Mm -hmm. And she backs out at the last minute. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just going on a date with this stranger who, I mean, not a complete stranger. I have spoken to you. Just via text, but I'd never heard your voice. Yeah. Never seen a photo of you. Yeah. And it was, I absolutely fell in love. My world was spinning, bud. You walked into that room to pick me up and I lost it. Cool. I would have laid down my life for you in that moment. Mm. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then we never stopped. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's my version of it. 12 years, <laughs> almost, this, this year's it, 12. This year was 12. 12 years together. And in nine two years. weeks. Nine years married in two weeks. Yeah. Yep. It's been pretty cool. It's been awesome.
I would still lay down my life for you. Well, same saying, to no. you. See. Thanks. Cody Flex says, why no speed work? Because fucking stupid. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Because your true max effort, got nothing left in the tank, bench on the platform, it's not going to be like this. If you do that, I argue, put another 100 fucking pounds on the bar, man. That wasn't your max. So your true max effort is going to be like this. It's going to be a fucking grinder, man, if you push, if you push it max effort. Mm -hmm. So I think that your time is better spent doing things like building strength, building endurance, building work capacity, uh, doing the movements that I talk about in my seminars and stuff. Speed work, I think, controversially, and people don't fucking like when I say it, I think speed work, the part of conjugate that people are so obsessed with. Or bench. Or bench, not for the full power stuff is absolutely out of date and doesn't fucking work. Unpopular opinion. All right, some YouTube stuff here. Um, 183 bench power. Crazy how shirts have evolved in the past 20 years. Mm -hmm. You're still young. Can only imagine in the next 20 years what will evolve. 1,500, even 2,000 possible. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, you have to, you know, you have to eventually, you know, if people are like, oh, we, we're going to start adding metal moving parts and springs and, and i'm like i mean at the end of the day yes this shirt is evolved but he's still putting 1400 pounds in his hands yeah i mean there there it's 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 always been fabric to fabric poly to denim poly to denim poly 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 now yes band shirts are they have fabric in them but they have interwoven rubber which is how you can you know elastic store energy by elasticity um but like if you the day that they start adding springs or mechanical moving parts. That's absolute. I don't think federations would ever let that happen. I don't think so either. I really don't. Now, if, if some... But I can see certain people starting their own federation and trying that <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, I could think of a couple. But uh, I think, you know, ultimately... Now, if, if, you know, 20 years from now, some new synthetic polyester or have a new nylon came out. Yeah. yeah that, you know that i can see that happening but i don't know we'll just have to see i'll be hopefully be around that long to uh you better be see, my guy see it happen so we'll see um uh, chris lancaster insightful thank you mm -hmm. ever do heavy dumbbell rollbacks for triceps sorry if you touched on this and i missed it no i i don't know there it's just it's it's too much movement for me i, I never liked them uh i do you know people do the tape i explained it earlier there's tape presses and then there's the rollbacks that Canelli made famous. Um, I do uh, in between the two. So I have 45 degree angle. I touch the dumbbells to my shoulders by trying to put my forearms to my biceps. And then from there, I engage triceps and just extend from right here. I don't roll back. I don't do flared out, none of that crap. I just extend dumbbells while on a slight incline. Super simple. Robert. Halford, how many days out from a meet is your last max effort? Exactly the week before. So if I compete on Saturday, the previous Saturday, I'm in my shirt going super fucking heavy. I come in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday for back, Wednesday for a not shirted max effort bench. And then Thursday, uh, it depends. Sometimes lower body, sometimes like shoulders and forearms and biceps and stuff. So I, I do max effort up right up until the meet. Uh, I don't change anything. So, let's see what we got here. I think I'm caught up. No, no, I'm not. 
Unless they'll create the unlimited deluxe category. Oh, fuck my life. I hope not. I really don't. No, you have to... I really don't think... I mean, I have faith in the sport, so I really don't think meet directors, federations, would let something that ridiculous happen. I mean, I feel like the next step in the evolution of it is to figure out a way to take this band shirt material and make squat suits and deadlift suits. I could see if somebody could make an elastic e deadlift suit. I could see those being the next numbers that take off. Maybe in but you have to be able to like stabilize your fucking spine and for shit too. squat. I don't think because so. why 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 would you why are guys using band shirt but still using canvas squat suits? They don't have well you band could, you could, suits you could. Yet, do I mean they? no Womack made one. It looked ridiculous, but he made one at one point called the Bench Daddy Squat Suit. It looked fucking well, stupid. How many thousand pound saying, benches have happened in a bench daddy shirt? One. His? No, uh, Gillespie did it. Oh, was that the shirt he used the first time? I think time? so. I think so, yeah. Regardless. Anyhow. It could be who's making it. <clears throat> I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. Um, I gotta switch charges really quick. Hang on a second. Cool. So, I don't know. I, I, I hope it doesn't do that. <laughs> Hybrid 6, do you supplement magnesium? Uh, no, I don't. I just supplement weight gainer and vitamin D, vitamin K, because they go together. I just bought a, a pretty gnarly uh, pre-workout by Alpha Lion, the Hulk Juice uh, Super Pre-Workout, Superhuman Pre. It's actually like when you mix it, it's fucking green, like like the Hulk. It's called Hulk Juice. That's the flavor. It smelled good. I did not I try it, amazing. but it smelled really good. It said it was sour gummy bear, and I'm like, ooh, it's going to be like, ooh, sour. I'm like, oh, it's, it's actually... Oh, it wasn't. Pleasant. It smelled nope. sour. Like when I was mixing it up this morning. I no, it's like, got it's got just the absolute most slightest hint of sour. It's mostly sweet. Hmm. I really enjoyed that We're one. We're also really liking the ghost energy drink, the <gasps> Warhead one. Yeah. Like if uh, you don't take a pre-workout, we drink one of those. Yeah, the energy drink that just came out of gas stations. Certain gas stations. Speedways mostly. So no, yeah. no magnesium. Uh, vitamin D, vitamin K, very important to me though. What's your heaviest deadlift? Um, back when I was doing full power at the age of 20, I did a suited sumo 700-pound uh, pull to get my highest total ever. So double cheating. Yeah, suit and sumo, how dare you. <laughs> uh, right now in the gym, uh, raw conventional, my best is 655. What'd you do today? Five, six plates for two sets of five. Yeah, that was so, a lot, and it looked good. I'm trying, I'm trying to get my first seven-plate uh, raw conventional deadlift here, hopefully in the next couple of months. I've always sucked at conventional, so I'm trying to make, I'm trying to be good at it and, and finally conquer something that I've always been bad at, so. It's looking good. Between Amber and Owen, like, tweaking your form and stuff, it's, yeah. uh, you're getting up there, bud. I'm just doing it more often and getting more confident with it. <clears throat> Having a big belly helps, too. <laughs> What's the brand of Sticky Spree you use? I saw that, Cody. I'm sorry I didn't answer you. I totally spaced I use Marucci, M-A-R-U-C-I. If it's pronounced Marucci or not, I don't know. It sounds Italian. Uh, comes in a black can. It's got some red on there and whatever, white lettering. Uh, it's just baseball bat spray. Super simple. Uh, I can add a link after this in your story. Like, we just get it on Amazon or at Dick's. Uh, but I can pull it up on Amazon and add a link in your story yeah, if sure. you want to know. Yeah, um, Marucci, if you're watching, please sponsor him. Yeah, right. <laughs> we should invest in Marucci. You probably should. You now, don't ever use stickum. I know it says stick in the name, stickum. Oh, it must be sticky. No. I, I was so excited the first time I came upon a 
uh, a can of stickum. I see everybody using it. Scott Mendelson, all the West Side guys had it at the West Side when we went there the one time. Um, I'm like, oh, stickum. It comes in a white can. It's got an orange lid. And I get this shit because uh, the only store around us that carried it was... Um, Dunham's? We have a, a sports store called Dunham's in Ohio at the Newtown Mall. And I found it. I'm like, oh my God, stickum. Fuck it. I grabbed like two cans. It was horrible. It, you had to like... Like, like, have it dripping off your hand. Like, get real close and sp to, to even get a little bit of stick. So don't ever buy stick them. It's a horrific And on the brand. flip side, don't be using Gorilla Glue spray adhesive and shit like that and rip your skin off. Yeah. There is a limit to how sticky it can be. Gorilla Glue is probably a bad idea. <laughs> and you're going to ruin your bench. Alex said, Gene Richlack's best deadlift was 700. Oh. Which I used an excuse to have a bad deadlift. <laughs> hey, if you're a perfect bencher, if you have a body, you were born to bench, which I argue, I, I suppose I was. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, I'm good at bench. You have a genetically horrific body type to deadlift. If you, and if you look like Dan Grigsby or uh, Jamal Browner, Jamal Browner or Brown? I think it's just Brown. Okay. <laughs> or uh, Yuri Belkin, a good, a good example overseas. Genetically built to deadlift long fucking arms short torso perfect leverages you have horrific leverages for bench so dan grigsby who I've, i used to i he was one of my students when i was in the marine corps good friend you know pulls a thousand twenty five raw biggest raw deadlift ever in competition benches 400 it's like hmm you know he's not he's a strong guy so he squats almost 800 pounds raw mm -hmm. but he benches four i'm like I need to. We need to have a chat, Mister Grigsby. So I mean, he might just be one of those guys too that puts so much effort into growing his deadlift, and he's not putting as much effort into growing the others. Just like oh, it depends. When people look at you and they say, "Why the hell can he bench eleven hundred and twenty pounds single ply, but he can't squat?" I don't work it. Yeah. I don't care. So it could be that situation. It could be, but too. if you're going for a total, which I'm not, I'm bench only. If you're trying to build a total, eventually, once you get your squat super high, and in Dan's case, your deadlift to the fucking stratosphere. I mean, you, you can arguably build both of those up a little bit more, but your bench has so much more room to grow and get that total lot fucking higher. He could have put 100 pounds on his bench uh, and 100 pounds of his total in, in eight months to a year. If he would, I don't know. I don't know how he trains bench. I don't, I don't know. Anyhow. I read an article that the original Westside Barbell Club in California used to take nine grams of vitamin C a day for recovery. I only take three, but it seems to it helps. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'll think about vitamin C. Vitamin D, like Delta, mixed with vitamin K. Not mixed, but like taken with vitamin K. I feel like fucking Superman with vitamin D. I take 10,000 IUs of vitamin D per day. If I forget one, I take 5,000 uh, IUs of vitamin D. It's actually, it's called vitamin D, but it's actually a hormone. It's wrongly labeled. Thank you, Stan Efforting, for that. It's actually a hormone produced in the kidneys by humans. It is not a vitamin. It is actually a hormone. <clears throat> see. Thomas says, I've been doing RGBP, reverse grip bench. Volume, the way you teach it with the grip, Jimmy. Cool. But the front of my shoulders kind of feel like on fire at the la uh, then at the last set. Too much press, too little extension. Yes, it's it's a tricep dominant movement, but if your triceps are underdeveloped or not stronger than the shoulders and delts, 
you're still going to rely heavily on these two things to move the weight. You're shifting the emphasis towards the triceps, but eventually once they start to wear out because they're not as developed as these, you'll start to use, say like at the end of your set, you're starting to use your shoulders and that's why they're going to start burning. And Lemon said it is, it is browner, Jamal browner. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I, I was kind of, I was halfway right. I said both. Kyle, what's up? So Thomas says, so more tricep work for me, basically, thanks. Yes. It, it, you, I, I always say, like, everything has to be strong. This has to be strong. These have to be strong. These have to be strong. But these have to be the strongest. These cannot be overpowered by this and this. I'm referring to my pecs, not my heart. My heart's over here. <laughs> um, it, it's very unnatural uh, to have triceps stronger than your chest and shoulders. These are very large muscles. So I train chest, I train shoulders, but lightweight for volume, trying to build muscle, not doing like super heavy overhead press and super heavy pec to build strength. I want to build the muscle, but I don't want these to be stronger than this. That's the thing. So more tricep work, yes. One eight three bench power. Yeah. Ever tried kayaking? Yeah. Killer tricep workout. Not sure if it carries over, but triceps are sore for days. I guess if you were pushing the oars. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, I see most rowers actually like pulling. Pulling. Not not pushing. But kayaking, you're like this. Oh. oh. You know, it's like one stick, and you're like boing bang, or however that goes. Don't just, just think back. Like, wing, bong, wing, bong. You have to show the movement with it or they don't get it. James. To answer your question, no, he's never <laughs> kayaked. Because. What's your, what's the next one that are on YouTube? Hey man, much love. I see you in the gym sometimes and you're badass. Really? Cool. Oh. You can come over and say hi. I don't know. I'm not very friendly. <laughs> he is friendly, except for when he doesn't understand how to kayak, and I have to explain it. I suppose. So, <laughs> cool, man. We've been doing this for about an hour. Um, questions are slowing down, so I'm going to call it a night. I wanted to come on here and answer questions and things. Look for me usually on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday. We try and go live once a week, talking about the bench, talking about upcoming events. Um, Such as? We have the press command coming up, a bench panel with 11,000 pound benchers, including myself. Uh, we got Mendy, Ryan, Tony Carlino, Tiny, Rich Putnam, Rob Farrell, Bob Merck, dear Christ. Bill Gillespie. Bill Gillespie. Did you already say Rob Farrell? I did. Calais. Calais from overseas. Did you Back. already say Mendy? I said Mendy, Ryan. And Doug Smithy. Doug Smithy. It's hard to remember 10 guys. Even though they're all great, amazing guys. Friendly. Thomas is friendly. You look angry on Patreon when going for 11, 1,200-pound benches and your evil twin. I'm catching up to the vids. Oh, you're... Yeah, so Thomas is oh, starting yeah, from, from the from bottom the up. Yeah. yeah, dude, you got a ways to go, man. I've not been an evil twin for a long time. He do be looking angry. We were talking about that today, his not-so-friendly face. But he's a funny guy. He's nice. We're working on it. Will the comp be live streamed? I don't know. Uh, good it's IPA. 
So sometimes if you check out like the IPA Facebook page, it's live streamed on there. But I, I can ask. I can find out. Yeah. Uh, I'll text Becca as the... Uh, the Marhefkas. She's are the, the meet director with Rob Farrell, so I'll just text her or Robin. Becca Marhefka um, is a good person to go to because she's directed the meet. We'll have an answer for you next time. Oh, well, yes, but this is how I can follow your evolvement. Oh, okay. He wants oh, to see how I... Oh, he wants I've... to see the... Yeah, it, you will see this paradigm shift over time of things being uh, turning different over time. Yes, he's yeah. he's on Patreon. He just joined. Um, I have my thank you. Highest amount of subscribers right now. That's my all-time high. That's pretty cool. Pretty happy about that. So thank you all for the continued support. I've got guys that are just on there for the last couple of days, to the last couple of weeks, to the last couple of years. Yeah. Like Tim McCain, Paul Stein, are some of the few that I can remember. Cody Plum mm -hmm. that have been on there for like like two years yeah and we appreciate it so much like this is what keeps him able to just do this and give back so much and um eat <laughs> and get protein and all of that stuff so we uh, really really appreciate fuck. you guys oh we got kyle on here what's the difference between a single ply super katana and a single ply evil twin exact same cut exact same construction the material is completely different Evil, uh, evil Twin, uh, Evil Twin material really gives, but has a low return. Katana does not give very much, but has a high amount of return. So you have to pick your poison. Uh, I do not, and I have not ever recommended Single Ply Evil Twin. One, okay, they don't make it anymore. That's whatever, it's a supply issue. Uh, but mostly because, like, Greg Powell is a good example of he would take a brand new one out of the bag at a competition, put it on, and it would stretch so quick he could touch and make it and get his opener in the bench with a brand new one out of the bag. That's how fast they stretch out. Katana's whole different fucking story. Uh, the material is completely different. It was super thick. It was not IPF approved, which who gives a fuck if it's IPF approved? But it was so thick that the IPF would never approve it. It was designed from scratch to be a multi-ply line of equipment. We had to offer single-ply to suit both crowds, single-ply, multi-ply. But um, you want to go single-ply, go Katana, go F6. Uh, Evil Twin, uh-uh, it, it ain't it. You might have, first workout or two might be good, but that is stretched out. You got to get, get it tightened back up. It's like, it's like ordering an STP for Menzer. Use it once, throw it to the side, grab a new one. Use it once, throw it to the side, grab a new one. Not quite that extreme, but it, they do stretch out like it, super fucking fast. You might have one of the best workouts of your life the first day. After that, you're, you're screwed. So I would not. I think they're even more expensive than katanas, so I wouldn't even waste your money. Are they? I think. Damn. Yeah. So fuck that. No way. Uh-uh. So, um, right. uh, back to the press command. Mm -hmm. Levin. Thousand pound benchers all coming together for a webinar, a kind of a Zoom. We're all going to be on screen. You buy tickets ahead of time. You can ask questions beforehand. You can ask questions during the live uh, webinar with 11,000 pound bench pressers. The date is July 10th. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It'll just be over Zoom. We do have, it's a limited number of spots because we can only have 100 people on Zoom. And 11 of those spots automatically go to the guys on the panel. Um, and then we're keeping a couple extra open 
just in case anything goes weird. Um, so we only had 85 tickets. We've already sold, um, I want to say seven or eight right away. Yep. Um, so once that's sold out, it's sold out. Yep. And there's nothing we could do about it, but it will be recorded. So we'll have the replay on later. And if you buy the ticket now, was it $30? $30 a ticket? Yeah. Um, you'll get emailed the recording later. Um, and the recording will actually be $40 once we put it up. Um, so if you buy the ticket now, whether you can join or not, it will be cheaper for you in the long run. And this, um, is, this is a fundraiser for yeah. the Cole Strong Scholarship Powerlifting Scholarship for Young Athletes. So where can they buy the tickets? ColdStrongScholarship.com. There is a link there to the Eventbrite. Um, it's also in your Instagram bio. My so Instagram bio, ColdStrong. You go to the link tree. The very first one, I believe, is a link you can buy the tickets. Yeah. If you guys go to ColdStrongScholarship.com, all of the information is there. You can also see how you can just donate to the scholarship from there. You can see um, we have those that have donated $100 or more get an actual donor spot on there, and you can check out each one of those people. Last year, we sponsored three athletes. We were able to give three young people a thousand dollars plus a, a goodie box for each of them just to help with their lifting this year yep. um and i don't know if i've added them to the website this year's been crazy but you guys yep. can check out the website um much appreciated hey we're trying to help the young powerlifters thousand dollars every thousand dollars we raise goes towards a young powerlifting athlete and if we sell out of all of these tickets it will get us to exactly 4,000 yeah. to be able to sponsor four athletes for next year. Right now yeah. we have one athlete locked in for sure. Um, We're working but on three this more. could help us get three more. So if you're interested, go buy some tickets, buy a ticket for the press command bench press uh, panel. Yeah. That 11,000 pound bench pressers, all the legends, like I said, Ryan Canelli, Scott Mendelson, myself, Tiny Meeker. And you get to ask them questions. So when you sign up, when you buy your ticket, there's actually a spot where you can ask a question. And then once we get through the questions that everyone's asked there, we're just going to open the chat on Zoom. Um, and you guys can ask them questions in the moment. We don't really have a time limit set up for this thing. It's just kind of however it goes. Um, and... We hope it's great. We are so appreciative of all of these guys for donating their time to this yep. and really excited to see it come together. Lemon Lime Kool-Aid says, I want to make sure it's copyright protected or whatever because you might have, you might get re-uploaders, he says. Oh, well. Yeah. It's not something we're really, contested, I guess. we're not really too concerned with, I mean, it's, it's not like it's, I mean. I mean, if they re-upload it afterwards. Yeah, and I mean, it was a fundraiser thing. Like, that's just shitty morals on their part. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like I said, but this the is... the point of it is to raise money yeah. for the scholarship. So... Again, the, every $1,000 we raise is one athlete we can help. Yeah. Between the ages of 13 and 23. That's teenage and junior lifters. It's not for the open guys. It's not for the older guys. It's for the young athletes. Yeah. Up to 23 years old. And I know... if we get... I mean, we've talked about this, that if it continues to grow every year and we can like sustainably hit like six young athletes we'll do three male three female and mm -hmm. then say we have an extra thousand dollars instead of doing one more young person we might just do one for anybody yeah open you know but we want to make sure that we're helping young athletes um first i guess because we it's a non-profit could have used it yeah non-profit organization 
So it helps. We only can do this because of the help we do or get from other people, the events that we host, people that participate. Timmer says, being a 17-year-old, thank you for everything you do personally, all you've done for me. Absolutely, Timmer. Timmer, thank you for being so great. Like, yeah, thanks for being a good dude. Yeah. You're, we absolutely love when we see people's like meet recaps or videos, and there's Timmer. Handing just off, handing spotting off, people. spotting, helping. Like yep. You give back so much already. I tell people, hey, when you're it's at a meet, amazing. you're at a competition not doing anything, help, go, go in the warm-up room. Just fucking... Help. Go go run the, go run the monolift. Go load some plates. Go uh, find the guy who's by himself and a, a offer him to help him the bench. Yeah, you if know? we're ever at a meet just spectating, uh, you'll never see Jim just sitting in the crowd. He's always I'm in the in the warm area. There'll be times where like we're sitting watching this meet and all of a sudden Jim's handing off for someone on the platform. I'm like, there he is. I didn't know where he went. And there, he, he's just helping a random person. There's there's enough ugliness and hatred and I, I, social media is a, a lot of it, but. There's enough fucking ugliness in the world, man. Just help people. Yeah. You know, we're all we're all in this sport together. It's not a very big sport. I think around the world, there's probably only like between twelve and fifteen thousand people doing powerlifting competitively. Yeah. So help people. I mean, so other than press command, we have the Hanson meet. The Hanson meet and on ir- the twenty fifth. Uh, the Hanson uh, seminar. The yeah. Boston oh, seminar. seminar yeah. It's a seminar, July or June twenty fifth in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Hanson. Uh, Hanson, Massachusetts, that's in the Boston area. We'll be there doing a seminar. Uh, after that, we got the Erie, Pennsylvania meet on July 16th. And then we'll be in York. We'll be in York the very next weekend, helping out some guys at a meet. The very next weekend, we're going to the American Pro to help Amber. Fuck. And then all of August, we will be looking for housing in Ohio. Hey, hey, hey. And yes, Lemon Lime Kool-Aid. Will you ever do a seminar in Ohio? Absolutely. fucking loot Oh, yeah, know. for sure. We're moving to Ohio here end of August, early September. Yep. Mm-hmm. So once we get settled, uh, let us know where you want one. Yep. I have I have to charge something because we have to live. We have to travel. It's just it's just if we were if we had endless money, I would just be gone all the time. <laughs> Just doing, we do not have endless money. But no, it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't want to, I just, I kind of have we to. We need to, yeah. I mean, and... No, I charge, generally speaking, if it's a reasonable distance, reasonable distance for us is four to five hours, mm-hmm. sometimes six. Yeah. And if we can bring our dog? Um, I We charge 500 bucks. It depends on the situation, because if we have to spend money to board Walter and drive eight hours... Well, that's what I said. Reasonable, yeah. reasonable distance is four to five hours. I re- I just I, I request five hundred bucks plus a couple nights in a hotel. Yeah, and we'll, we'll come and do a, a, a no time limit seminar for bench. If it's going to be like seven to eight hours or plus, that price has to come up a little bit because mm-hmm. it's probably like eight hundred to a thousand. On the other side of the country, then you yeah, gotta fly you us. gotta fly us out there. You gotta board us. It's just this whole. It's just we, we but don't we don't Ohio have that kind of money. It's not gonna be that. No, big Ohio of a deal. is yeah. not a big deal. We can do that shit. So one more question here before we end this turkey is uh, how do you go about leg drive? Do you push back into the pad, push up the bench, or do you just keep your legs tight the whole time? I do a combination of really all those things, Timmer. I'm tight the whole time. My legs actually are fucking blistering sore after benching because yeah. i'm pushing the whole time but i'm not pushing straight down into the floor um my recent bench critique on youtube i talked about leg driving one of my three videos i did that i critiqued how you have to not push straight down into the floor you have to push away 
to drive yourself up the pad while keeping your ass in contact. If you just push straight down to the floor, the adverse force, your ass just comes straight up off the bench. You have to push yourself up the pad. So it's a combination of pretty much all of those things. Thanks for tonight. Tom. Hey, thanks you. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, everybody, for being here. I want you all to enjoy the rest of your Sunday night, please. We have uh, you know, Monday. Everybody loves fucking Mondays, right? So, um, we have good Mondays. I like Mondays. Well, we, yeah, but. I mean, we do now, but we're self employed. So, okay. Look for us next weekend. We'll be on here after the super heavy bench workout that happens next Saturday morning. Probably goes live Saturday night, if not Sunday night, okay? So, have a good rest of your night. We will see you all later on.